Welcome to the Breaking Through the Noise podcast, a show designed to help you cut through all the static and find the tips, tricks, and encouragement you need to make your business successful. Your hosts are Mark Wilson and Laurel Wright, two entrepreneurs like you struggling and striving to find the pro tips and hacks to be more productive and make more money. Their goal every week is to give you the resources and encouragement that will help you gain an advantage over your competition. So let's not waste any time and get started. Here are your hosts, Mark and Laurel. It's my pleasure to welcome you to the Breaking Through the Noise podcast this week. It's a little bit of a curveball. Um, Laurel is not with us. She is on the road doing a concert uh tour in St. Louis in Illinois. So she will have some great stories from the road when she returns next week. But it's my pleasure to also welcome to the podcast, Steve Fogg. Steve is is um, someone that I've known digitally for about seven years now, I guess, when I was serving as a communications director at a large church. And then about 18 months ago, Steve and I joined forces in a project that we'll talk a little bit more about today, uh, the Google Ads Grant for Nonprofits and Google Advertising. Hey, but don't tune out if you're, an, if you're a for-profit uh, venture or an entrepreneur, because Steve's going to share some great tips and insights on how to leverage Google for your business too. So today's conversation is going to be a little bit for everybody. Uh, so let's let me introduce you to my friend Steve Fogg. Steve lives in Melbourne, Australia, and is a digital strategist who loves all things digital and all things Australian. Steve's mission is to help folks like us reach more people and create more impact through a social media and search engine uh, strategies. He's been a graphic designer, a creative director, and a communications director to one incredible church called Crossway in Melbourne. Steve left beautiful Melbourne, I have no idea why, but briefly to serve as the executive leader at Community Church Derby in the United Kingdom. But like all of us, he got a little homesick and he and his family returned to Melbourne at the end of 2017, where he's now leading a marketing team um, in in the corporate space. Steve, welcome to Breaking Through the Noise. Mark, great to be with you today. Really, really excited to be here. We are we are so excited. So I, I want we got a lot to talk about. So let's dive right in. And I've got a feeling we'll probably have multiple conversations yeah. uh, <laughs> along the way. So yeah. this may be the first of many. Um, but let's let's go back, Steve. A couple of decades ago, back in the dark ages of digital communications, we called the internet the information superhighway. And I think it's safe to say that that highway today is pretty much controlled by Google. And the common complaint I hear is that the tolls to get found on the Google superhighway via Google ads is too high for small businesses and nonprofits. Is that true? Are Google ads really, really expensive? Or is it a myth? Or is the truth in reality somewhere in between? It's probably a little bit in between. Um, if you know what you're doing on with Google Ads, um, really the the world is your oyster. So even if you're a small business, a local business, or a state-based business, or a national business, um, 
it the the platform the google ads platform is just a tool it it can be both uh really helpful and useful but also google is not afraid to keep spending your money um based on your um inefficiency <laughs> so it, it's 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 very neutral as, as a platform but if you understand how to leverage it properly um it can be incredibly powerful and it can bring more leads it can bring more sales uh it it, it can massively um increase uh the impact of that as a charity as a business as a non-profit um no matter whether you're for profit or non-profit it has the same impact um it's just you just need to know what you're actually doing with it like with most things um yeah. so keep in, with that in mind for folks out there that aren't familiar with google advertising can you give us kind of a quick primer on how google ads work what's the premise yeah sure what- yeah so so for the vast majority of you um you might hop on to the google search engine uh and that that lovely little search space you'll type in a, a keyword what we call a keyword but a, a word you're searching for something um, and what Google does, it, it brings out what they call search results. And in that search result, uh, you will see some ads. Now, for the, for if we just take it as a business context, for example, most businesses, um, you might want to get found, uh, whatever product you are, you want to get found on the first page. That's your heart's desire because you know if you get found on the first page, you'll get more leads. And if you get more leads, you make more money. Okay. For most, the vast majority of businesses, nonprofits, and churches, um, you're not on the front page. And if you're not on the front page, and in fact, if you're not in the first three search results, the first three search results take 90% of search traffic. So organically, if you're not in that top half uh, and, and what we call above the fold, then you're already losing. You're scrapping for over 10% well, just 10% of search traffic. So if you think you're on page three or page two or page 10, um, you're having to work 900 times harder to get the same sort of business or the same sort of leads or the same sort of support or engagement. So that's search, okay? Search intent on how people are already looking for something. So they're looking for a product or a service or they're looking, doing research before they go ahead and buy something. So if you think about that first stage of consideration, uh, really, that's really the kind of people are wanting to be kind of doing research. So let me give you an example. Uh, I'm not a handy person, but um, when I was uh, building my garden shed, let's say, for example, I needed to lay a concrete slab. I've never done a concrete slab in my life. So I put into Google how to lay a concrete slab. So I, then it took me to a search result where I, I just did a lot of research. So at that research stage, I was interacting with lots of different brands and the smart brands in the DIY space were creating content in that space, in the research stage, with a hope that I would then hopefully at some time buy their product and service. So then I, you know, managed to do the slab. 
Um, I went down to my local hardware store. Maybe there was some brand recognition sticking in my my background, and I would have bought maybe some of the the concrete mix that was you know on those research type pages. That's that's typically uh, an organic sort of search result. So, so you know, Steve, let me let me stop you right there because our audience, I hope this is resonating with them about this idea of, of, of the research and, and being prepared to provide solutions because, you know, guys, if Laurel was here, you know, she would be raising her hand wanting to answer the question. This is a, you know, such a story brand, part of this, our story brand process, you know, where we identify in our messaging, what is our customer's problem? Yeah. And then how do we solve it? So this is the permit, permutation of this onto, you know, your Google advertising is anticipating that search because you know your customer's problem and here's a solution and here's a way to connect. Is that, does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, look, it makes perfect, perfect sense. And, you know, in that, in that kind of research stage, a lot of people will rely on organic search. So not having to pay for it, but if you're not fortunate enough to be in those, that first page, this is and this is where the Google Ads come in into play, uh, is that you can um, you can put your content right at the top of the search results. Therefore, all of a sudden you're being found by thousands, hundreds of thousands of more people, if that makes sense. Um, so really, the the cool thing about that is that you um, go from being invisible to being very very visible. So. You know, the, the good thing about a Google ad is it, it gets you to the top of the search results. And all of a sudden you go from being invisible on page five or 10 to being at the top and you'll get found by a lot more people, which is great. So a lot of people can't afford that though. Uh, but what you can afford is uh, when people are more making those purchase type decisions. Um, so it's all about, and this comes back to what your budget is, et cetera, et cetera. So it's figuring out where people are doing the research and then where people are doing the purchase. And there are usually different types of what we call keywords or searches that people use at different stages at that buying journey. So to give you an example, I have a client um, in the United States. And again, we work with companies anywhere in the world um, and that they uh, do solar installations. They do solar installations for homes, for pools, and for businesses. Now, it sounds very similar, but it's actually quite different. Types of searches people are doing are very, very different. So, you know, if, I, if I'm looking to get uh, heating installed for my pool, for example, I type solar heating pool. All of a sudden, um, I, I'm not typing how to install or how to... Um, buy, I'm typing very, very generic keywords. That allows us to put the ad in front of that customer. That sales page that the customer landing on is actually quite research in style uh, so that the customer then trusts the business to make a next step. A next, next step can be a phone call. That next step can be a lead form filled out to talk about getting getting something installed so that so if you can see that kind of journey can very quickly translate into a lead 
Um, but it's very hard for you to do that when you're invisible on page 10. Okay, so that's the beauty of the Google ad on, on search. Um, so this is one type of Google ad search um, that you're, you're really aligning with the, the way people are thinking. The second type of Google ad is something called a display ad. So display ads, you commonly see them when you're on um, kind of online magazines, online properties, and you'll see little banner ads or you'll see little square ads. Uh, and that's where businesses and organizations are putting themselves in front of you, uh, potentially because of what you previously searched for, but also the types of websites that you've visited, uh, that your age, your stage, your demography, um, those types of display ads are great for awareness. Uh, so very much at the top end of the funnel. They're much cheaper than intent-based ads uh, in terms of per click. Um, so you reach a much larger audience, uh, but um, that they generally have much less intent and buyer sort of consideration in those types of ads. Um, but you need all those stages. The third type of Google ad is, is a shopping ad. Uh, so if you're doing e-commerce or you're doing a transaction style online, um, you can create what are called shopping ads. Um, so I, I do it for one organization where they sell books and different resources. And the way it appears in the Google search is it's a little image with a price next to it. And it's a straight e-commerce transaction. Um, so again, it's, it's based around how someone searches. Uh, but instead of going to a website, considering it, looking at what research that people are buying, that's really, they're much more further down that buyer intent. Then you've got YouTube ads, videos, um, and, and really that's when you're, if you think about at that research stage again, and going back to that concreting story, um, I want to, my business, because I'm selling concrete mix, let's say, on those videos where it's all about DIY, I want to position my content there. Um, because I don't have the 5 million subscribers to be the first in that YouTube result, but I want my DIY store and specifically that cement mix product to be right then and there when they're researching how to lay a cement slab. So those are the different styles, um, types of ads. But predominantly, um, if you're a business and you're saying, well, Steve, but I don't have a large budget, um, then I'd suggest that, uh, and depending on the type of business that you are, search is a great first place because um, the search results are where people are kind of a little bit further down that sales journey um, and they're much more in consideration and taking action stage. Um, at that point, it's just about, how many leads do you want? The subjectiveness of how much are you prepared to pay for that lead? Um, and, you know, so um, the solar panels, one is a, one example. Um, you know, that's, that's a, I think they operate across four counties in California. Um, now that's very geographically specific. It's still quite a large volume of people, um, but you can be a cafe you can be a restaurant, you know, if, you, you, if you're searching for restaurants, now that brings up every type of restaurant. But if you're an Italian restaurant, 
um, or you can really narrow down where and when you appear. Um, and it's just being smart tactically um, with what budget you have. Um, and if, if you're a restaurant, you know it's going to mostly go into a little bit of a browse of a menu and then they're going to want to call you. Um, or if you're, if you're a little bit more sophisticated that you could actually order online as well. So um, those are just a different couple of different examples. Also with the different sizes of business as well. It's applicable for everybody. Um, it's not just retail as well. So B2, you know, B2C, it's B2B as well. Um, it, it can... It can span across different sectors, different markets, and that, that's why it's so powerful, um, Mark, because um, no matter what you do, someone's searching for it. Um, someone's trying to do research on it. Someone's looking to buy from it. Um, it's just about using um, people like me. I'm a certified Google Ads professional, um, so I've done the training. Um, to understand what we're trying to do is to get you to spend the least amount of money for the most amount of return. Once you figure that out, once you figure out what's the cost per lead or what's the cost per sale, uh, then um, have you made any money on that sale? At that point, um, and we, we know which keywords convert, so which keywords get you the sale or the lead, it's from that moment onwards, it's just a mathematical equation to grow your business. You, you've nailed it. If, if we get to that stage, uh, which we do, um, it's just about, um, there's a phrase here in Australia, shut up and take my money. It's literally, it's literally, hey, how much, can we, how much gas can we pour into this um, tank to make it drive faster and further? Yeah, that's a great example. You know, I was listening to a, a marketing expert on a podcast uh, just last week, and he said, you know, we can control all the parts of our sales and marketing funnel, and theoretically, we can create it at no cost. The only piece we can't control is the traffic, and, and that's the part we just need to go and buy. Mm. And it's like a volume on a stereo. You know, you can turn it up or turn it down as you need. Yeah. In your funnel. So what I hear you saying, Steve, is, is with Google advertising, it's like with a lot of things in our business, if we don't have a solid strategy for, for how we position our business or organization, nonprofit church in, you know, in the marketplace, mm. then we, we have very slim chance to be successful. And it probably will be, it will be expensive because our results won't be there because the strategy doesn't fit um, the, the business and, and the mm. results, the strategy doesn't point to the results we really want to get. So yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. So what would be, you know, we, we've got a lot of um, small business owners and, and entrepreneurs and solopreneurs in our audience. Mm. So what tip or idea would you suggest to them to help them be more successful using Google ads? Um, well, if you're not using them, um, start. Um, and, and then really think, ask, ask your husband or your wife or your friend to try and search for you. 
and and just see how long does it take for them to find you? Uh, what sort of keywords are they using when they find you? Um, are there any obvious keywords that they've used and they haven't found you? Uh, that's usually a clue right there. If, if they can't find you on an obvious keyword in, in terms of search, that's usually a clue to the fact that you're actually just leaving money on the table for someone else to take off the table and, and put into their business. Um, so really stage one is just understanding what's already happening out there because people are searching for your business, whether you know it or not. Uh, people, and, and it's not just your business, they're searching in the sector, right? So they're making consideration that they're looking at maybe four or five businesses and they're saying, well, we're going to narrow it down to this um, or products or services or they're comparing you from you know, a cost on one site to a cost on another site. So there's a lot of research going on. If you're not in that space already organically uh, on some searches, you've got to get in that space from a paid point of view. Um, and then after that kind of a little bit of experimentation around what's working the best. So for example, we can say, well, actually we're gonna start you off in this space uh, in terms of this group of keywords. So they call that an ad group. Um, and we're gonna look in that space and see how many phone calls that gets you or how many lead forms that gets you or how many sales that gets you. Uh, and then you just experiment around in a couple of different keyword groups to see what's working the best. And you will have successes and you'll have failures, but you've got to, you've got to test these waters. It's like going fishing. That metaphor is so true that not every pond is going to bring the reward, but you've just got to keep trying with different bait, uh, with different, you know, rods and reels and also in different fishing ponds as well so and and in google that's all around keywords uh and the types of keywords that you're you're trying to uh intersect with uh and it will work it will work you know we give you an, another example uh we do work for a business here in australia which is in the health industry um and we can track everything um the, the cool thing about digital marketing is um, this business came to us and said, look, Steve, uh, we're paying this agency and we're just not sure we're getting value out of it. Um, we want to be able to understand what, with what we're paying, the sort of return that we get. Uh, and we went in, looked at their website. They've got a great looking website. They've got a, a phone number that's really prominent. They've got a good lead form. They just weren't tracking it. So we put in our tracking um, mechanisms, set up the Google ads, and now we can confidently say to that, that you know, we've done our keyword research, we've had a few failures, but lots of success. And we can confidently say, and these sorts of keywords, we know that this will bring you X amount of leads for this amount of money. Then it just becomes a proposition and, you know, phone calls and email newsletter signups, you, you name it, that those those moments where a client's eyes light up because they see, oh, I just had 25 phone calls from these ads. And out of those 25 phone calls, five of them converted into five different thousand dollar sales. And we only spent a thousand dollars on ads. And all of a sudden I've got a five to one return. Whereas I wasn't getting anything before because people couldn't find us anyway. <laughs> so 
there's this wonderful realization you, and you can see it in most leaders' eyes where the, the eyes go kind of happy and glinty and like, oh, oh, this is now, I, in, in army terms, I find something I can kill now. Uh, and, you know, like we know where that bullseye is now. Let's just keep hitting the bullseye uh, and we'll just keep putting the money to that. So really the cool thing about doing Google Ads well is you can measure everything. And, right. and, you know, so f- for me, when I work with you, Mark, and when I work with other businesses, it's like, okay, how many leads did we get this month? How many phone calls did we get this month? How many people signed up? Um, what was the click-through rate? Um, what, what do we need to exclude next month? What are our most profitable groups? Um, and it's just a rolling iteration. And be- it becomes, over time, uh, this isn't something that happens on day two, by the way. It's, it's not... It's not a microwave. It's a little bit of a marinate strategy in terms of the timeline. But you get to a point where it just becomes a budget question or a season question. Where if you're more of a seasonal type of business where you turn the ads on and you turn your ads off. So, you know, we do have clients where they say, well, do you know what? We work in air conditioning, Steve, and there's no point in us putting ads in winter because no one's buying in winter. They might be doing the research in winter, but that most people are buying in spring and want repairs in summer. So it, it's understanding consumer habits and behavior as well. Uh, and once you understand that on, layer on top, you increase the efficiency of what they call the return on the advertising spend. Because then, you know, if, you, if you're advertising in an off month and it may still be a good quality ad and a good quality landing page, uh, it's harder to get the return on that ad spend uh, but when you hit those peak months uh, it's basically printing money um, and, yeah, and, and everybody's happy yeah that that's the beauty of 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 google is the traffic is always there it's it's peeling oh, off yeah. your share and you know i love that tip of before you get started do your own market research because on every one of our devices well, most of us, we've got a search bar, whether it's Google or not. Yeah. Um, you know, I would also add, if you have teenage children, ask them to see if they can find you, because if it takes them a while to find you, then you've got probably serious problems. Yeah. Yeah. And look, they're, they're the best, right? They're My pros. kids are pros at finding things. Uh, give, um, you, give you another example. Um, so we're in lockdown here in Melbourne, right? Uh, one of our little treats is on the weekend is to get takeaway. Uh, and we always make a choice based on the family vote on what sort of food we're going to get. So last week it was Greek food. Now, so I do that consideration. Okay, I'm just going to find out what restaurants are out there. And I find one and, you know, on Google and uh, I go, as you would do, have a look at a menu. So here's the thing. <laughs> I'm fairly kind of pro at this. Could I find a menu for this restaurant on their Facebook page, on their website? They were making, they were found easily, but once we got to the consideration phase, terrible, terrible. All of a sudden, they're getting all this traffic, this localized traffic, because we're all locked down. Everyone wants to get takeaway and, you know, take it home and all that sort of stuff. They're, they're leaving money on the table because wow. they don't have something as similar, simple 
like an easy to find menu. Now, if you go into the search results and you scroll 30 pictures down, that's a really bad photo of a menu. But you've got to work really hard for that. Don't make it hard for your audience to find the right sort of information. Uh, in whatever service area you're in or whatever business you're in, the harder you make it, <laughs> the worse it is. And if, if a teenager finds it really hard, um, you've got a lot of work to do. The good news is that you can change it. Uh, it's not fixed. Uh, there are things that you can do to, to get found more easily. Um, but again, Mark, I'd just say also if you're a business owner and the way you search for things is going to be different to the way potentially the people that buy from you. So look at, the, look at the, the, what we call the audience persona, the people that buy from you, their age, their stage, um, those typical buyers, go find people in your friendship network who are like that and then ask them to search for you. Um, what's, and, and just sit with them, spend 15 minutes with them and it will blow your mind because we all think so differently to one another. And the way you think about your business it's going to be very, very different potentially to the way your ideal customer thinks about and finds your business. That's a, that's a great idea. Get your mates to help you continue yeah. that, and, that market research. Yeah. And um, it's free. It's yeah. 15 minutes of research, which may cost you a couple taken, of years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. And, and look, you have fun along the way, right? So exactly. Um, and, and the good thing about that is that you then, once you get a couple of those examples, you are then armed to go to someone like me or someone like you to say, well, these are our blind spots. We now know what they are. Uh, there's less research time and more, uh, it's quicker to turn something around like that. Uh, and, and that's the beauty of getting that little bit of research done first versus going straight to someone going, well, we don't really know where the problems are because when we, when we look for those gaps ourselves, we, we actually have to hunt around um, and it's, you know, you're paying us versus a couple of beers with a mate. We can right. do it. It's fine. We know how to do it, but sitting with your ideal audience, you are the most connected person to your customer. Uh, we are always one step removed. So the more, you know, your customer, the more you know how your customer searches, uh, the easier our job will be because then we can connect you to more of those customers more quickly and therefore yes. you get more sales. So let's let's shift the conversation for just a minute as, as we as we kind of wrap up because we do have um, you know pastors and directors of nonprofits, church hmm. communicators in our audience um, and, and nonprofit communicators. And all this, these same principles and strategies and tactics, they apply. We apply them differently because we're, we've got different intents depending on what kind of a nonprofit we are, you know, yep. what our goal is. But again, the same search mechanism works for nonprofits, same as it does for for-profit ventures. But yep. actually, Google um, has a special opportunity for qualifying nonprofits in, in the form of a grant. So yep. can you share with, with the audience just briefly what the Google Ad Grant Program, excuse me, let me say that three times quickly. The Google Ads Grant Program 
tell them a little bit about what it is and, and what it's like and yeah. the benefits. Yeah. So um, imagine, and, and again, this is, always feels like a scam when I'm talking about it, but imagine someone comes to your office, puts a big suitcase on your, on your office desk and, and it's full of money and it's, it's full of $10,000 per month uh, ad grant in kind money to do Google ads. So that's up to 120,000 US dollars per year for eligible nonprofits. So in the United States, it's 5013C. Uh, in other countries, it's, it's slightly different. Uh, but basically, Google um, uh, want to give your nonprofit, your church, your charity, uh, up to 10,000 US dollars per month in free ads. And what that's going to do, just like we've been talking for business, um, sorry, businesses, the charities and churches and the nonprofits actually get it for free, but it's real. Uh, and you get to spend up to $329 US a day um, on, on exactly the same principle that we've been talking for business. So again, if you're a charity or, or nonprofit and you, you're hard to find in a particular sector, um, the, the ad grant, what it does, it puts you to the top of the search results. And again, this is all a question around just visibility. Now, the outcome's different, obviously, uh, but, you know, the, the result's the same. So I do work for um, different types of charities. Uh, we utilize the, the Google for nonprofits, which is kind of the umbrella, which the ad grant sits under. But we make the application for the charity, get that approved. It has some strict compliance things alongside the ad grant. Uh, and the reason why they do that is that they don't just want you to spend it. They want you to spend it wisely. Um, now, at this stage, some of you are saying, well, Steve, it sounds too good to be true. Is Google really giving you up to 120,000 US dollars per year? And is there a time limit on it? The answer is, yes, they are. Uh, they've been doing it for over 10 years. Uh, and there is no time limit on this. So... I work with charities that have had this for over 10 years and they are $1.345 million in the benefit of this ad grant. Uh, and, you know, whether they're looking for more donations, more supporters, more volunteers, uh, people who are researching some of the, um, give you one example, I, I work with a charity that works in the disability space uh, and yeah, around autism, um, and people are doing research on around that. But this charity also comes in and supports people in that space as well. So they're offering services and help in that space. And again, they're just getting found more by more people who need help, but also people who will support them as well. So Google will literally do this. And you say, well, what's in it for Google? Google actually gets a tax break from the government. So effectively, what they're doing is donating the money to your cause or charity, uh, and they get the tax break back from the government for that. So it's very real. It works. Um, <clears throat> if you're not doing it, you're leaving money on the table again. Uh, it's, it's Google money. Um, your, your charity and your cause will be much more visible uh, than you have ever been. And you will spend that. Believe me, it's not hard 
to spend that ten thousand US dollars per month. I'm, and you know, I, I work with business owners as well, and it's like, Steve, we wish we could ha have this. Man, if only we had this. You know, with my business customers, it's like I I'm so careful with their money. I sweat every dollar that we spend for them because it's real money. It's someone's hard-earned money that we're we're spending with a Google Ad Grant. It's Google's money. Um, and we can have we can experiment quite a little bit more uh, to find uh, the right supporters, the right donors, the right service uh, for that charity or nonprofit. You know, and here is the, there is a catch. See, there is one catch. Google's not going to direct ten thousand dollars worth of traffic to your company or to your nonprofit every month. You've got to go out and get it. So you're you're using capital from from Google, and you know, it goes back to all the things we were talking about a few minutes ago, understanding uh, your, your customer, understanding their problem. How do you position yourself to solve it? Uh, how do you um, connect with that customer and what at different points of the, the marketing and sales process? So, you know, that's where, particularly with the, with the, the ad grant, you know, you don't want to leave dollars on the table, you know, if you can help it because it is a great opportunity uh, for some great organizations to do some great things. Yeah, absolutely. Depending on what your heart is. And so that's where the service that you provide and that you, you and I have connected uh, together to work together on to help churches and nonprofits in particular mm -hmm. uh, get approved for the ad grant and then, and then be able to m get the most bang for their buck for their free buck yeah. uh, that they can from that ad grant. Um, so, you know, if, if anybody out there is hearing this and they would like some more information, you know, go to the show notes, all my, all our contact information is there. Uh, we've got some more information to share with you. Uh, we want to have conversations because this can be a, a game changing tool uh, particularly for the nonprofits that have this opportunity, but also if you're a, a for-profit venture, you know that you you do sweat every dollar that you spend in mm. advertising. Then get some help to to make sure you you've got a strategy that works. Um, do your own market research. That was a great tip. I love that. Do your, get your own market research to understand, you know where you are, and then and then. You know, take that to a to a Google certified expert like Steve, and, and you know, I would be happy to to help schedule any conversations. And again, all that information will be in the show notes uh, and on our webpage, breakingthroughthenoise.com. So, Steve, um, we could talk about this for hours and hours, and yeah. this will this will be your uh, first appearance on the show. I've got a feeling you'll come back because Laurel. Um, my partner is learning a lot about keywords in Google. I know she has some questions, so we'll have you on again and we'll talk a little bit deeper um, and take and push the ball a little bit further down the field. But thanks, man, so much for, for coming on. I was really excited to introduce you to our audience because I knew you were going to bring um, some, some great tips, some great information, some meat for, for, for people to chew on and, and some ideas to consider. So 
Um, I, I really appreciate it and can't wait to talk to you again. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Mark. It's been a real pleasure to talk with you and all your audience. Steve gave us a ton of great information to consider about Google Ads and the keys to being successful using them to grow your business. His tip to get your family and friends to do Google searches to see how your business or organization shows up is very smart. And for our friends in the charity, church, and nonprofit space, the Google Ads grant is almost a no-brainer to grow your organization. Steve and I have collaborated to work with qualifying 501c3 organizations here in the U.S., and we would love to talk with you about how your team can take advantage of free Google Ads, too. I have a free one-sheeter with information on the Google Ads grant at our website, breakingthroughthenoise.com slash Google. That's through, T-H-R-U. And if you give us your email address and phone number, we will send you the PDF and schedule a free consultation with myself and Steve about how you can leverage $10,000 per month in Google Ads for your organization. If you have any questions or need some help regarding Google Ads, just email me at mark at churchcmo.com or you can find my contact information in the show notes. One more thing, if you are new to the show or haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast and you will be automatically updated when new episodes come out. And give us a five-star rating so more people can find us and the help that they need. Feel free to share us with your friends and colleagues and don't forget to get the Google Ads Grant PDF. That link is also in the show notes. Have a great week and we can't wait to talk to you again next time on Breaking Through the Noise. Thanks for investing a few minutes with us on the podcast today. We hope Breaking Through the Noise will become your go-to resource for growing your business and yourself with our pro tips and life hacks. If you like what you heard, please do us a favor and hit subscribe. And if it was helpful, leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. And most importantly, let's get connected. Hit us up on social media. Our links are in the show notes. Our theme music is from The Young Fables. Check out all their work on Spotify or wherever you listen to music. We'll see you again next week as we keep breaking through the noise.